Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Winnie. And this is the Gen Asian Podcast. Get comfortable and listen in as we explore the unique identity and experiences of Asian Canadian millennials. Welcome back to another episode of Gen Asian. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to kick it off. Um, now that I'm back after visiting Toronto, I actually moved my cat to my house in the Midwest as well. It's been an interesting journey for him because obviously it's not easy for pets or animals to move or travel long distances. It was super tough for him. I guess it's similar for even like humans and change. He's like slowly adjusting to the environment. And to be honest, right now he's not doing super well. He's hiding and hasn't really been eating too much. It just made me think back on like how big of a change and moving is and mm-hmm. how stressful that could be. Do you feel like you went through like the same, like the first, let's say, week? I mean, actually, probably. I remember there was the first two or three weeks. All I would go to is the grocery store and like anything inside my building. But mm-hmm. I was didn't want to like explore around. And I remember distinctly a friend was like, okay, this is what you're going to do tomorrow. You're going to go here and like do this. And then you're going to have lunch here. And then you're going to go home and like literally planned my day out for me and was like, here's your itinerary for today. Please go do it. So you'll get out of the house. I feel bad for my cat because like all of his routines, those are all his anchors. And then now they like all have completely disappeared. Okay. Well, my one thing, um, I got my first vaccine or like the first dose of a vaccine. I don't know. It's a very exciting time, I think, because this is kind of what we've all been waiting for. Like, it's one step closer to being able to, you know, see your family and friends. It was, I don't know, almost like a bit emotional to get it because, again, we've been waiting for this for the whole year. Yeah. So anyway, today we're going to finally do our Get to Know Us podcast. Oh my goodness. (laughs) so overdue and I apologize for that. But we're going to start off with Myers-Briggs. So why don't I just explain what, I guess, the different letters mean? So Myers-Briggs, there's like four categories, and for each category, there's like two potential letters. So the first one is introvert versus extrovert, how we interact with our environment. The second category is intuitive versus observant. It's how we direct our mental energy. The third category is thinking versus feeling. That's how we make decisions and cope with our emotions. And then the last one is judging versus prospecting, which is our approach to work, planning, and decision-making. 16 personalities actually adds an extra category, which is assertive versus turbulent, related to how confident we are in our abilities and our decisions. So Michelle, do you want to get into what you typed as? What I am? So I got ENFP. The one thing that I did notice that was interesting with that was we looked up this ambivert personality spectrum and it basically said ENFP is the most introverted Mm. of the extroverted spectrum. Yeah. For me, it felt pretty true. I think I'm like maybe a little bit more extroverted, but like I still like need my own time to recharge. I would call myself more like an ambivert for sure. So it was interesting to see that. Yeah, I think for me, I type as an introvert all the time. But I think as I've gotten older, I've leaned more into that ambivert area. You just realize you need like how valuable your friends and family are. And I don't know, I think I've just changed as a person where I enjoy spending time with other people a bit more than maybe I did when I was younger. 
knowing you more personally i'm not like i definitely know you're an introvert but i do remember like early on when i knew you i was a bit i would be surprised to hear you're an introvert because i feel like you were always the one like planning parties and like getting people (laughs) together like you were like helping people gather yeah and for me that feels like i don't know a very extroverted activity yeah (laughs) but you were at the center of it, you know, it's like surprising. Yeah, I think I really enjoy spending time with people I'm close with. My introvert side comes out the most when I'm in like a room full of strangers, for example. So it really is very dependent on kind of how comfortable I am and if they're in my inner circle versus complete strangers. Yeah. The question I like to ask people is like, if you were at a party, where would you be in the party? Mm-hmm. Like it. For me, I and you know this well, Winnie, I feel like I'm always like bouncing around groups. I feel like I can't sit still when I'm at a mm-hmm. party. I'm just like constantly going around. Where where do you think you sit when you like, what do you typically go to when you're in a party? Like, let's say it's a mixed party. So if there's people that I know and there's people that I don't know. I'm definitely stuck to the group that I know. And I like to be doing things because I think that makes it less intense. So for example, if there is like a beer pong game, I like to be playing or at least like watching and involved in that because then it feels like I'm not just like standing awkwardly waiting for people to socialize. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're an ENFP. um, So extroverted and then N is intuitive. What does that mean though? Um, Intuitive. So it means I'm a bit more like imaginative, open-minded, prefer novelty over stability. And Mm -hmm. I think intuitive overall means you like to look at things with like a deeper meaning or like you're reading behind the scenes of just what the words say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you guys about what mine is and then we can kind of contrast. (laughs) So my personality is ISFP. I am like the opposite to Michelle for the second letter. I am a sensing slash observant person. I'm yeah, like more pragmatic and likes to focus on kind of what is in front of me right now versus trying to find the hidden meaning. It's, I think um, some people have made the comment on the podcast. It's like, oh, you and Winnie think so similarly. But like in reality, we're actually like pretty different people and mm-hmm. people just don't realize that. There's many situations where I'm looking for some advice from Winnie like off the pod and it's just like her way of viewing the situation is almost the polar opposite of how I was originally viewing it. I don't know. I think that's probably why our friendship works because it's like we can bounce ideas off each other and give each other the different perspective because we just see the world in a different way. Yeah, I do appreciate the practical down to earth advice that you can give as an intuitive. There's like the idea that you're like your head is in the clouds, like Mm -hmm. you're kind of a bit all over the place or you're like dreaming up different ideas, but you're really good at like grounding it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you just need both. So it's a good balance. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then our third letters were both Fs, which means we're both feelers or use the feeling to make decisions and cope with emotions. I think for me personally, I come across as a thinker, actually, again, kind of maybe related to how I'm a bit more pragmatic and practical. I think people are usually surprised to find that I'm a feeler. But the big question that I ask myself is for like big decisions in my life, am I able to purely focus on the pros and cons? Like if I made up a pros and cons list and like one side was more than the other, but my gut feeling told me the opposite which decision would I go with? And I always have gone with kind of my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. This like thinking versus feeling thing, 
when I look at myself outside of a work context, I'm probably more of a feeler than a thinker. It's like a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm pretty much in the middle. I think I'm a, gotten more in tune with my feelings in the last couple of years. And so it's mm-hmm. like leans more towards F. Yeah. I mean. And I think it comes with like emotional maturity too. Like as you get older, you get more in tune with your feelings. I don't think we're taught to even acknowledge it as a child. And especially maybe like an Asian child, like you don't ever talk yeah. about your feelings, you don't ever yeah. talk about emotions, and it's the way we're brought up. We're very rational, you know, like make decisions very practically. So I think it's part of our upbringing. And then as you get older,、mm-hmm. with some emotional maturity, you maybe like soften a bit more to the emotional side and are a bit more in tune with your feelings.、Mm-hmm. I remember when I was like super young, I was like. Always crying as a kid. Like, I had <laughs> met up with an elementary school like acquaintance,、mm-hmm. and she had made the comment, I don't know if you remember this, but you were a really sad kid. And I was like, What do you mean? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, You were just always crying. And I think it was like very much like a sensitive child.、Mm-hmm. But then I think as you grow older, like, you learn to not be so sensitive. Your parents are taught, it's like, oh, don't cry. That's like weak.、Mm-hmm. Like, you don't talk about your feelings, all of、yes. these things. And I think learn to be more of a thinker versus like acknowledging like how I was actually feeling. And、yeah. then now it's like a slow reversal process as I like re uncover yeah, the emotions.、Yeah. Okay. Well, our last letter for both of us、um, is a P, or the fourth letter is a P. It means we're both prospecting, which is kind of like a weird word. I think it means that we're flexible, like to kind of keep our options open, a bit more spontaneous. When I think about judging like people who are a J instead of a P, they're way more structured and like routine and, you know,、mm-hmm. have a system and way to do things. A couple of years back when I did this, I got ENTJ, which is the literal complete opposite of Winnie's letters because <laughs> <laughs> she's an ISFP. like, But I was more structured. It was like a way of controlling. And I、mm-hmm. think like our upbringing and then the work environment that I was in like made me more like, needing the structure, like follow the process. But I like myself more when I'm improvising. And I actually find that that's where the magic comes from, like where the most enjoyable parts come from. Like a lot of times we like plan for this podcast, for instance, but、mm-hmm. the improvised parts is、yes. like. <laughs> Where some of the more interesting conversations come from, like the unplanned. Yeah. I don't know. Although it's interesting because, again, it's a spectrum. Because I think between the two of us, I do like a bit more like structure and kind of organization, <laughs> whereas you're a bit more spontaneous. Okay. And then our last letter, I guess, is different.、Um, you are an ENFPT, which is T. turbulent, versus I am an ISFPA, which is assertive. I think, okay, so T, like you're more self conscious or like sensitive to stress. And I think this letter is probably the one that would flip the most, just like depending on what like headspace I'm in. If I was in a not as great headspace, it just is different because it's like how self confident you are、yeah. in yourself. And that can change like day to day. Like, yeah. I do think that maybe the T for me, I can kind of understand it because I. Do you think I'm like pretty sensitive to how like other people are feeling? I think an example is like I feel like I can notice people's 
anger pretty like quickly Mm -hmm. and so it's like if someone's upset or like even just slightly angry like for me it makes me feel worried I'm like what's going on like what's Mm -hmm. wrong and like I pay a lot of attention to like what's going on in that sense so maybe I can see like how I could be a T and be like more sensitive to almost like my environment yeah I don't have the same thought process as you do part of it is like I just choose not to pay attention to how other people are feeling because I just don't want (laughs) to deal with kind of what that means or how I would have to change the way I act to cater to that but I can definitely like be a bit more distant I mean I think that's what I would I'm trying to have a better balance on like being able to be true to myself Mm -hmm. versus like making sure everyone else is okay in a way Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now we have some more fun questions to kind of get into. What Harry Potter house would you get sorted into? It was interesting, and I think this was even a theme from doing our Myers Briggs. I was like very much in the middle in a lot of these letters. Yeah, I got Gryffindor, but only very slightly. So twenty eight percent Gryffindor. In second place, I got Slytherin and Hufflepuff at twenty six percent, and then Ravenclaw was twenty percent. Okay, what did well- you get? From the quiz, I got Gryffindor, but I personally both identify and other people have told me that I'm more of a Slytherin. I I don't know. I guess I'm like quite independent. I like have my own way of thinking, can choose to not pay attention to other people's (laughs) feelings. Okay, next question. What's your love language? Oof. Um... The order of my love languages, the number one is like words of affirmation. So I really Mm -hmm. like like it when people give me like compliments or just say meaningful things. Like for me, that means a lot. An example was that personally, when people give me like gifts, the card means so much more than like the actual gift in Mm -hmm. a way. Because like the gift is always nice, but I think the card is more meaningful. And then I think in the middle, they were all a little bit similar or tied. It was quality, time, physical touch, and acts of service. But definitely like words of affirmation, everything else, and then gifts at the end. <laughs> Interesting. I, mine is a bit different in kind of most important to least important for me is physical touch, then quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation, and then gifts. Like mine maybe like come as a bit of a surprise to most people because I really don't like physical touch from people that I don't like. And even like with my friends, I don't know, I'm not like a big hugger or like a very like touchy person, but in a romantic setting, that is how I receive Mm. or that's the most important way of receiving love. And then the second one is quality time. We don't even have to be like doing things together, right? But the fact that they have given up their time to Mm. spend with me is like quite meaningful. And then extra service, words of affirmation. And then the last one is definitely gifts. So this is a funny example. But when I was younger, with my high school ex, he bought me flowers once. And I remember getting mad at him because I was like, (laughs) I don't like flowers. Like, you know, I like don't care for this. Basically, I was like, oh, he doesn't know me. I think now I can like kind of think from his perspective. He saw something something nice nice and he wanted to give it to me. It's like, why was I such an asshole about it? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I think now the gift still doesn't matter a lot to me, but I can appreciate kind of the intention behind it and the thought Mm -hmm. behind it. Yeah, I think our next question was, how would your friends describe you, Winnie? I came up with independent, chill, 
have an attitude of like kind of like not giving a fuck when i was again a teen i had a friend's mom actually describe me as cold intimidating and hard to please now i've been a bit better at like being a bit more warm and um approachable but i think especially for people who don't know me or if i'm in a bad mood i can definitely like have my wall up and come off as a bit intimidating independent and kind of like don't Mm. care much about like going with the group i feel like that's one quality that i admire about you i feel like maybe i'm like in a way like so sensitive to how other people are feeling but you're kind of like doing what you're doing and you don't have other people impact what your goals are or like what you're up to Mm-hmm. So it's funny because you're like, oh, I was described as like cold and intimidating. But, I'm like, <laughs> but I think that could also be a good thing. Like yeah. not exactly those words, but those qualities could be turned into something positive. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's hard because I think society is for women. We are so like accommodating. We don't deal with a lot of confrontation or it's like kind of rare for that to happen. I give off more of like a masculine energy. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it, the idea of like the masculine versus feminine energy is i think that's super interesting because i think you were like described as intimidating but like in other ways i would describe that as like confident and like that i think is typically seen to be more a masculine feature yeah and like when a girl has that quality it's like bossy or intimidating okay what about you how do you think your friends would describe you i had open-minded approachable and patient I think um, I come off as like happy, upbeat individual. So I think that's what most people see. I think sometimes people are a bit surprised to see like how introspective I am. I had someone tell me, it's like, oh, before I like really got to know you, I thought you were just this big extrovert. Like bubbly, fun personality. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, when I like talk to you like more one-to-one or have like more personal conversations, I see that you like you see meaning and have like so much more depth. And it's like <laughs> almost like this completely different side of you because people can see people that are like bubbly to just be very like one dimensional. Like I think my friends would describe me very differently from how a stranger or like an acquaintance would see mm-hmm. me. But I like that quality about you though, right? Like that you have the duality, you know what I mean? It's like when you don't really know you very well, you're a certain way, but it's like you do have so much more like depth to you when like, yeah. people get to know you. And I think for me, it's almost like the opposite. Like I think I come off to strangers maybe a bit more like serious and quiet and then I think as people get to know me they can see a bit more of like the fun chill kind of like relaxed side of me okay the next few questions are what is your favorite and least favorite thing about your personality oh we're gonna do least favorite too (laughs) you don't have to you can just we can just talk about our favorite for me my favorite was being open-minded I think Mm -hmm. I a lot of times can see in a rational way both sides of an argument so i think that like helps me have like a very balanced perspective and is i'm typically like pretty empathetic to the other person even if like i super don't agree with their views Mm -hmm. um so i find that that's like a good quality to have to be able to see both sides and not get so caught up onto just being like (laughs) oh they don't agree with me and being upset about that all right our last few questions what is the compliment you receive most often, Michelle? Mm-hmm. This one was easy for me. I always get, it's like, oh, you have a great smile. Like kind of commenting Aww. on like 
how cheery or like bubbly I am. I think it just points towards like, oh, you have like an overall like good aura, like good mm-hmm. vibe going on. Yeah, yeah, um, like warm vibes. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel it's accurate? Like, do you, is that something that you're like, I don't know, happy that it's your most received compliment? I think when I'm in like a good headspace or like feel the most myself, I mm-hmm. am overall bubbly or cheery and like have an overall like positive view on life. And I think mm-hmm. it's like a, a little bit lighthearted, a bit fun, like don't mm-hmm. take things too seriously. And like, that's how I like myself the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my most received compliment is on my like intelligence. Um, I think I am like definitely an intellectual. I like to dive into kind of like deep topics to kind of <laughs> figure out people's like motivations and like kind of dig into how people are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our last question was, how does one earn your vulnerability, Winnie? I think this is a hard question because I find it difficult to be vulnerable with other people. And I think it comes from me being like very independent and very self-reliant. But it's something that I've been working on to be more vulnerable and to be okay putting myself out there so that, you know, you can make a deeper emotional connection, but it's like you're also risking yourself being hurt. If I always have a wall up to prevent myself from potentially getting hurt, then I'm missing out on a lot. Um, How I answered this was if the other person is vulnerable themselves, if they're a good listener, patient, And they're willing to engage in like difficult questions, even just like on first dates where I think I will ask kind of like a question that maybe hits a bit deeper. Mm -hmm. If they just kind of brush it off and give me like a superficial answer, I'm like, okay, I know automatically we're not going to get along. And they don't necessarily have to have a deep answer, but if they're willing to engage in the question and at least like think about it, I know we'll get along. Yeah. How I answered it, I think it's also similar. Like, almost like mutual sharing of intimate stories but overall i think to earn my vulnerability it's just like time and trust to an acquaintance or like someone that doesn't know me super well i like come off as like bubbly and i think i have sometimes a hard time sharing the deeper side of me it's been a slow process of like trying to like break down walls and sharing that i think most people should probably deserve my vulnerability Mm -hmm. i don't think you need to like necessarily earn someone's vulnerability it's like us getting more comfortable with being vulnerable is really how Mm -hmm. it should be yeah okay Mm -hmm. well i guess that's our podcast today let us know if you have any other questions for us Mm -hmm. okay talk to you guys next time Bye. bye so that's the end of this episode if you liked what you heard please share it with a friend and we want to hear from you so tell us what you think by leaving a rating and review on apple podcasts or your favorite podcast app It helps support us and we appreciate the feedback. You can also find us on social media on Instagram as gen.asian or you can reach us directly via email at gen.asianpod at gmail.com. Again, that's gen.asianpod at gmail.com. Talk to you soon. Bye.